We are live. Welcome to the NBA Strategy Show. It is Friday, December 22nd. I am Josh Engelman. I'm joined by Adam Scher. We're brought to you by Better. And we're running back another six-game slate, but this time we have two late games. And those two late games have the 245 totals for tonight. So that should be really fun. Should be a wild one as we head into the weekend. We'll have games tomorrow. No NBA on Sunday. You get it off for Christmas Eve. And then we're back for Monday for the old Christmas slate. The best uh, the best day to watch sports, as far as I'm concerned. NBA basketball on Christmas Day feels great. You guys should hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. And follow us both on Twitter. Adam, good riddance to yesterday. Yeah, yesterday sucked. I was talking to you before the show. I did have one really good lineup that I swapped... I late swapped off of before the eight o'clock games. Two v two cost me. I don't. It did cash, but cost me like a ton of points. Uh, fortunately, Amir Coffee did nothing in the second half, so that lineup, had I left it alone, would have only finished tenth, and I don't have to be too pissed off about it. But um, other than that, nothing good or interesting for me on the main slate or the night slate. Yeah, I had nothing interesting across the board other than the hockey streets once again. So. Uh... I think I should probably just become a full-time hockey tout. Yeah, I mean, that was my thought. I haven't played in the last probably week or so, mostly just from a time standpoint. It was getting in the way of stuff. But um, I started out the year really well and then went through a stretch where I wasn't coming close like any night. My stuff all still looked good and everything, but um, yeah. just you know how things go. But for a while at the start of the season, it was just like, oh, this is the easiest sport that I've ever played. Yeah, that's how I feel right now, and I'm going to keep firing away at hockey every single night. So I'm enjoying that part of it all. We have yeah, a I've been wild you the season. To play. You have, you have. I I didn't realize how easy it would be to get my stuff together while doing NBA at the same time. Yeah, it has proven to be easier than I thought it would be. So yeah, I don't that know, is helping me out. I don't know why I haven't been playing really. I think I kind of just like got out of the habit of registering and now I just forget, but we finished the deeper dive at six and then from six to six 30, I'm usually just sitting there. Like I have nothing to do because it would be a waste of time to do anything. And yeah. I could just be making hockey lineups. Yes. Yes, you can. And that is what I will be doing tonight along with my NBA lineups, but we've got all sorts of injury news with people out. Uh, we've got a fully broken Dallas Mavericks team for today. That could be extra broken depending on how the news breaks. We are we already have every piece of value you could want. And that's good because this is a day that has Joel Embiid on the slate. And I think for once, I'm finally gonna get to play this dude. Uh, yeah. Because we have never ending guard value. Yeah. So <laughs> we're getting DraftKings nerf the salary for Embiid and Jokic, and then Dallas ruled out their entire team. So yeah. like kind of like with yesterday, where it was like, oh, DraftKings tried to make late swap not a thing, and then it looked for a little bit, like it was going to be a massive thing. Uh, it's like, oh, they're trying to make it so you can get to the stars. And then it happens to be the slate where you'd be able to if they were 14K. Yes. So I have just finished running whatever the hell my lineups are going to be, at least for right now. This ownership is say- insane. Yeah. It's, and I knew and it like, would be. I saw I saw Eric's yeah. tweet last night with just the Dallas Mavericks selected and their salaries and injury designation, designations. Yeah. J- Jaden Hardy in particular is... Just full stop broken. Seth Curry could be like he's high in ownership right now. I don't necessarily know if I believe that quite yet, but we'll have that conversation. He's going to be heavily owned one way or the other, but he's got to play first, which will be the important part of all of this. Are you ready to break it all down? Yeah. 
All righty. Let me refresh the lineups that I just exported. Perfect. We'll start it off on the Toronto side. Eight-point underdogs in Philadelphia, 230 total. This one's pretty easy to talk about. Toronto's got everybody in that they normally have. Philadelphia is going to be without Nick Batum, and they have a Q tag on DeAnthony Melton. So for Toronto, they look mostly uninteresting. I thought Pascal Siakam might look really good today. 7,900 power forward center, 7% owned. It's single-digit ownership on DraftKings and FanDuel. I like Siakam and Barnes the most. I like Siakam on paper. I'm not getting to a lot of him. Yeah, I think Siakam is the perfect example of how everything is relative within a given slate. If you just look at Pascal Siakam, $7,900, 7% owned, it's very easy if that's all the information you have to just say, this is a fantastic play. Give me a bunch of Pascal Siakam. The problem is what we were just talking about, that you have infinite value coming from Dallas. You have lower prices than usual on the top end, guys. It just is so difficult to get a lot of mid-range guys because he's not going to project remotely as well as Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, and it's not going to take you that much. You're not going to have to sacrifice that much to get from him up to these top-end guys. So that's why you're seeing the relatively low ownership. You're only seeing an 8% optimal percentage. He's clearly underpriced at 7,900. It's just a matter of everybody on this slate is underpriced uh, at the bottom and at the top, and it makes it really tough. Same goes for Scotty Barnes, 8,800 point guard, small forward. 13% 13% chance of being optimal for him, 8% ownership. But, you know, again, it, he looks good. It's just he doesn't look good as the top and the bottom, which does suck on a slate like this, too. Um, everybody's going to have the same builds. It's not yeah. just the, the really difficult thing about a slate like this, I think, in large field tournaments is not only do you just have clear cut value plays that everybody is going to play. So you're kind of playing like five on five, but you're playing five on five where everybody's also using those five roster spots the exact same way also. Yeah, it is. It's really tricky today. I said it on the process. I was like, just looking at some of this, it's like every line, like we're basically just playing with six dudes and two of them don't count today. And you know, you basically said the exact same thing in this intro. And it's weird because you look at this Toronto team and it's like, yeah, I probably won't have much of it. So that's one out of the 12 teams right away that you're just drawing mostly a line through. But I think it is Barnes and Siakam. I, I don't see much justification for anybody else. No, me neither, because really, I think on a slate like this, obviously to be a priority, you have to be one of the best point per dollar plays or highest projected guys. But to even get there, like to even get into lineups, you need to at least in your range of outcomes have being a top scorer or top value. And nobody really on this team outside of Barnes Siakam is capable of giving you 60 draft points. No. Philly side. Obviously contains the dude you want the most. It also contains basically nothing else. Now, maybe the Melton news will matter and open up a little bit more value somewhere, but 35% ownership coming into an $11,200 Joel Embiid, three to Tyrese Maxey and three to DeAnthony Melton. I have 34 of Embiid right now. I actually thought that I would have significantly more. I did get to some Jokic, but to me, I think Embiid looks quite a bit better than Nikola Jokic today. Yeah, I mean, I think he looks fantastic. You and I have talked about it a lot lately on slates where we couldn't get to him, but like 1.9 DraftKings points per minute for the season, over two fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. Uh, The question for him generally is, will he play the fourth quarter? But it doesn't even matter that much because uh, he's playing like the entire third quarter when he doesn't play the fourth. And generally, he's the reason he doesn't need to play the fourth. Um, He's averaging 34 minutes per game, even over the last 30 days where he has frequently not been playing the fourth quarter. Uh, He just looks 
fantastic. Salary came down, very easy to get to him. Uh, everything looks really good. I just finished running my sim, and if the slate started right now, he would be my highest owned guy from Philly. I would have 37%. Yeah. Yeah, it's just there's no barrier to stop you from getting to like if you want to say that you like Jokic better than Embiid, whatever. I'll like have that conversation. It's not really important. If you want to get to either one of those guys, there's absolutely no barrier to do it. And it will be it will come together quite easily with more like pay up options in that lineup still. Yep. And for comparison, I have them similar. I have 37% Embiid, 42% Jokic. That's the kind of thing that just could easily like either one could end up being my high, higher yeah. own guy, but I'm getting them both a lot. I basically have them both at 30%. And like, again, that's it. They just look great. But I'm also getting Booker. I'm getting Trey. I'm getting Durant. I'm getting Steph Curry. Like these are all the most expensive guys. And I have all of them instead of having none of them like I normally do. Yeah. Looking at uh, looking at my highest own guys other than the Dallas guys uh, is actually fun for once. It's been a while, right? Yeah, this like, is the uh, this is the slate that uh, casuals need, right? Because this pricing I, I, is I, I ca- very casual friendly. Yeah, is um forty five percent AJ Lawson real? No, for me, okay. No, I mean it can be. It isn't right now. Okay, because he's my like. Curry's my highest on guy. Hardy is second, and then it's AJ Lawson, which stood out as like I don't know about that one. I don't trust the Curry one either, but we'll have that conversation in a bit. Um, but no, like they have like 12 available bodies if okay, you include yeah, the yeah. G League dudes today. Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Like, I know they're shorthanded, but are they like playing? He doesn't guys? have to play a single second. They can play nine the nine guys that are on their active roster and not have to do anything. Like if they want to go crazy, they right. can just do that. Yeah, and we have him at 20 minutes, which seemed a little bit high to me. Yeah, I think I I like went out of my way to make sure it was like fourteen or something. Right, but you know we'll we'll dig into that. But in yeah, a bit. That, that that regardless of that, like actually seeing the names Jokic and Bead Van Vliet as like guys at the top for me is nice. Uh, Maxi down to eighty seven hundred. I was like, oh nice. Like I might like when I looked at Philly first before I got to the other five games. I was like, oh like I might be able to get to some Maxi a five percent. It's just he looks good, but he doesn't look amazing because everybody at the top has like relatively soft pricing. So, are you getting to anything else from Philly? No, um, I'd like to be getting to him to Maxi. Like, I like the idea of him at eighty seven hundred. He's certainly capable of being one of those guys that gives you a huge game, like Siakam or Barnes. But uh, I'm not getting there. There are other good guards to play in that range. Um, Embiid's really all that I'm getting to. I have a small amount of Melton, a small amount of Ubre, like three percent and one percent. But that's it. Okay. Anything else you want to touch on in this game? Nope. Perfect. Then we shall keep it moving with the schedule for the rest of the day. Uh, I am just learning now that I don't have my copy of the run sheet open. So I am going to just slowly and surely talk until it actually pops up. But schedule NFL strategy show. I didn't spell the word strategy correct this morning. Great Friday. For me, 11 a.m. coming up next, NFL Strategy Show. You also get the NHL Strategy Show at 2 p.m. Adam and I come back for the deeper dive at 5, and then you get NBA Live before lock at 6 p.m. Pretty standard day around these parts. The other standard thing that you should do is use our avatar. Go to stochastic.com slash avatar, grab our logo, 
Pop it in on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Owner's Box. If you finish in the top three of a contest with 5,000 or more entries, you can get one month of whatever you want at Stochastic for free. That's a $200 value. Come get the Sims tool if you do it. All you have to do is tweet that victory at Stochastic HOF. We want to be able to promote you and show that our logo is on the tippy top of that contest. So all you have to do, click the link in the description or the link in chat. All right, we'll move it on over to the Denver Nuggets. Four and a half point favorites in Brooklyn, 230 total. 35% ownership coming into Nikola Jokic. And about 15 coming into Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr. I think both of those guys are fine. I think Murray's fine. Jokic does stand out, but I'm honestly a little surprised to see that much ownership going to Jokic and ha- seeing those like Jokic and Embiid be as close as they are. I mean, they're the same play. Like we have them projected. Are they? A, yeah. We have them projected a point apart. Um Ooh, I have a much bigger gap. Yeah. Like I, I don't really know how you can argue that they're not. I mean, Embiid has been better over the course of the season. Murray is playing for Denver, which makes a difference. But there was a point in the season where Jokic was over two fantasy points per minute, and you just wouldn't shut up about how that wasn't going to last. And then now yeah. you can't stop saying that that's what Embiid does. I mean, it's they're, they're both. That's not what I said. It's not what I said. I didn't yeah. say I have, I do not have Joel Embiid projected for two fantasy points per minute. They have the same range of outcomes. Embiid does project better. Um, I think. That, if they're similarly owned, the way I see it is I wouldn't mind if I took a big Embiid stand, but I think it's probably correct to just have a lot of both. I would be, if they are similarly owned, I'd be surprised to take a big Jokic stand. Agreed. Yeah, like I have Jokic at a very quality rate, but Joel Embiid right now is projected to score 36 and a half real points today. So that's not, that's like, not a projection. That is a line in an inefficient market. Oh, in my projection is 36 oh, oh, and a half. Oh, you're using your projection as fact. I thought you were using the line. No, my projection is fact. It's the same fact as everybody else. Massive scoring out of Joel Embiid and just lesser because Nikola Jokic is a point guard in a center's body. They're clearly close, but if they're close in ownership, I think the lean then is very clearly Joel Embiid. Yeah, like 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 I said, I think if I get to one heavily over the other, it would be Embiid, and I'd want it to be Embiid. Okay, so like basically what I'm saying. Well, no, because I'm playing. I I think that they yeah, are. I'm happy very, to get both too. Yeah, I'm getting them both, and I'm saying I think they are very similar. They have the same range of outcomes. Like Embiid is probably what like a fifty-three to forty-seven favorite to beat Jokic today or something. It's probably a little higher than that, at least to me. Um, be interesting to see it throughout the day. 60 40. Like Jokic 1.8 fantasy points per minute over the past 30 days. You look at that and you're like, man, that's that's damn good. And then you're like, Embiid is at 2.1. It's just yeah, okay, but why so do the last silly. 30 days matter? Like Embiid has played some. No, no, no I just, that's that, that was just like a teams. wow, Jokic's well, number yeah, yeah, is yeah. really high, and Embiid's is like just taking a dump on top of it. Yeah, that wasn't to like justify anything, just how staggering Jokic can be. And then Embiid is just dunking on it over the past month. Right. Yeah. And overall this year, 15 games with Jamal Murray active, 
for Jokic. He is at 1.73 DraftKings points per minute. And Bede overall this year, 1.9. Yeah. Yeah, it's tight. It's tight. This was not to dissuade anybody from Nikola Jokic. That is not the path that I am trying to take here. I have him. He looks great. How many Jokic and Bede lineups are you getting? Is that what you're looking at? I was looking at 10 out of 150. Or wait, no. Okay. Yeah, 10 out of 150. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's an also, interesting dynamic between the two. Eight of those ten have AJ Lawson, so that might be changing a bit. Sure. Are you going to do, do with Porter? Because I am, and I'm kind of surprised. I've got ten percent of MPJ. I've got about ten percent of Aaron Gordon. I got a little bit of Murray. I actually thought I'd get a little bit more of Murray now. Yeah, I mean the pricing is is nice. Um, Aaron Gordon, sixteen percent ownership. Porter. 13%. I have 23% Gordon right now, 12% Porter. So right around the field on Porter. Um, I am getting the 14% Murray, which is a little bit over the field. So slightly over on Murray, slightly over on Jokic, slightly over on Gordon, even with the field on MPJ. Wow. So we have we have Embiid playing two more minutes than Jokic too. So we have Jokic and as the better per minute play here. That's yeah. weird. I did not expect to see it broken down like that. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Because it's not like Jokic has like a good matchup either. No, not at all. But the moral of this story for today, no matter where you land on Joel Embiid, no matter where you land on Nikola Jokic, is that you have enough salary to easily play both of them together if you want to. There are no barriers to playing the two best players in basketball right now if you want to. Very curious to see if anything changes for the rest of the day to open up any center value. And then you start to really figure out like, oh, no, what do we do here? Right. Uh, and I will say that it's likely by the time we get to lock, I have a higher Embiid projection than right now, just based on the fact that for whatever reason, he's lower points per minute right now. Yeah, uh, that's where I was trying to lead you from the beginning. Anything else for the Denver Nuggets? No. Brooklyn Nets side of this one does not look all that good. And they are getting Dennis Smith Jr. back today. So even more bodies here. 8% ownership to Nick Claxton is the high mark. It's 12% on FanDuel to Mikel Bridges. I have every single player from Brooklyn that I projected to play in a lineup, but no one more than 8%. You have Trendon Watford? Uh, I did not project Trendon Watford to play. You have Dennis Smith Jr.? I do. $4,400 uh, point guard. I gave him 19 minutes. He showed up in 2% of my lineups. Okay. I have Dinwiddie, Johnson, Bridges, Claxton in at least 2% of lineups. Nobody in more than 11%. That's Dinwiddie. 7,300 point guard, shooting guard. 8% chance of being optimal. 4% ownership. Don't care if I get him. Don't care if I don't. He's just kind of there. And that's really how I view this entire team. Yeah. It's, like I said... Uh, Two of Cam Thomas, 4% Cam Johnson, one share of Dayron Sharp, 2% of Smith, one share of Dorian Finney-Smith, 7% Bridges, 8% Claxton, 4% O'Neal, 3% Dinwiddie. The most likely scenario here is that 6 o'clock, all of those guys except for Claxton and Bridges just go away. Right. And I think the way basically this team's function on this slate is just if you think of building your lineup like actually player by player, it's okay, I have my lineup. It's chalky as hell because I don't know how to get away from 
Dallas plus Joel Embiid or Jokic on this slate. And uh, okay, now I have the money for a 4% Dinwiddie or 3% Bridges. That's going yeah. to be a contrarian play in this lineup. But it's not like they stand out as like the best contrarian play on the slate. It's just, yeah, we can use them here. We'll use somebody else there and keep it moving. I have nothing else here for Brooklyn. So now we do it. <sighs> the Dallas Mavericks, shockingly, honestly, are only nine-point underdogs against Houston in Houston. 225 total, but really that total doesn't matter much. Uh, Luka Doncic out. Dante Exum out. Josh Green out. Kyrie Irving out. Maxi Kleba out. Derek Lively out. You can make a very real case that the starting five of a real game for the Mavs is just not playing today. Like. Yeah. It, you want to you want to tell me that it's Kyrie, Luca, Josh Green, Maxi, and Derek Lively in like a game that mattered? All those guys don't play today. So, Jaden Hardy is point guard, shooting guard, forty three hundred, projected for ninety five percent ownership. Whatever you thought uh, Craig Porter was <laughs> over the past two days, it's this times a million. Except I actually don't have him in one hundred percent. Well. That makes some sense given some of the other things you have from Dallas right now. True. Yeah, I mean we have we have him at thirty minutes. He's, we have to assume he's starting, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean we have him at thirty minutes right now. That just seems low to me. I went thirty-two. I think yeah. he's live for thirty-eight. Right. I'd say he's live to just not leave the floor. Um, I don't know how you. The fact, like, he has the MPE too. It's not even just like okay, he's point guard only. No, he's just you play. You have to play him. He's in every cash lineup where you have made a giant mistake. It's just full stop the easiest thing. Assuming he's in the starting lineup, which I don't know how he wouldn't be. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Like right now I have 71%. I think I end up getting more. Again, I just don't think 30 minutes works here. Um, we have yeah. we have him playing 30. We have Seth Curry playing 28 and a half. We have Lawson playing 20. Like Hardy, I think, is just clearly playing more than like a lot more than any of those guys. Um, I completely agree. So I think I end up getting more of him, but even at 30 minutes, he's showing up 71%. Similarly, like I said before, I have like 95% Curry. So basically right now I'm getting Hardy, like the field is getting Curry and I'm getting Curry, like the field is getting Hardy, which on the surface makes some sense just from like a range of outcome standpoint. But I do think right now they're just projected too closely together, which is why it's happening for me. I don't think it's, I don't think it's, even though it's kind of cool to see that like play out, I don't think it's a function of like, oh, the Sims are saying that they're, the Sims are saying they're the same play, so you should flip their ownership. But the reason it's saying they're the same play is because they're projected to be the same play when they're not. Right. So let's let's talk Seth Curry then, because he's projected for 74% ownership, and that is potentially real, but totally unreal at 10.20 in the morning. He is questionable, and my assumption is that he is not starting today. Why is that your assumption? I assume that we're going to get Jaden Hardy, Tim Hardaway, Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, and Dwight Powell. Yeah, that works. He had been starting over Hardy is the thing, but Hardy is different. Yeah, like Hardy. if if Seth Curry is starting, then the $3,700 shooting guard Seth Curry starts to get that 95% ownership that Jaden Hardy is. Whichever wonder, one of those guys, if they're starting, you, you they are lock button plays in the starting lineup. I wonder if that's what we're projecting. I kind of wish just for the purposes of content, we had like a checkbox, like starter, yes or no. Because I think we had that at one point. 28 and a half minutes for Curry, 30 for Hardy makes a lot of sense if Curry starts. It doesn't make a lot of sense if Hardy starts. 
now. Like I went 22 to Curry with the assumption that he would be coming off the bench. He hasn't been playing massive minutes in any real situation when they have people out. But to be clear, even in 22 minutes, a $3,700 Seth Curry with nobody else on the Mavs is still in 50% of my lineups. It doesn't take a lot to get to him at all. Right. Yeah. And again, I think as long as he's in, you're going to get there. It's just a matter of him versus Hardy, which again, I think I just end up more in line with the field where I'm just playing Hardy everywhere and playing a lot of Curry. Um, Whoever's starting in this trio of Hardy, Hardaway, and Curry, like that will tell a big story. For whatever it's worth, which is basically nothing. um, The last time that we got a Dallas game with no Luka and no Kyrie was last April. Uh, Hardy did start. Curry didn't play. Um, Hardy started. I don't remember if Curry was even on the Mavs at that point. Uh, Hardy started, played 28 minutes, but didn't play at all in the fourth quarter of that game. So the yeah, fourth like, quarter, the fourth quarter was played by Frank Nilakina, Theo Pinson, McKinley Wright, Justin Holiday, and AJ Lawson. Interesting. So we will need the Q tag news on Curry to like really hash this out. But as long as he is in, he will be a heavily owned value play. Yep. If he's starting, he'll be a lock button value play. But either way, that will look good. What are you doing with sixty one hundred dollars shooting guard small forward Tim Hardaway? He is 73% owned. I have 75%. Uh, by the way, Harden or Hardy and Hardaway with Curry or with, oh God, with Kyrie and Luca off are both like 30% usage dudes. Yeah. So that, that was going to be the next thing I'd say. So I'm only getting 15% Hardaway right now. I don't agree with that either. That's like impossible. Sh- shooting guard, small forward, 6,100. We have him in for 33 minutes, but we only have him projected for 33.8 DraftKings points. The matchup against Houston sucks. But this guy's going to be the offense. Yeah, I have I have him in for thirty six minutes, and I have him at one point one fantasy points per minute. Yeah, because I gave him thirty, I gave him a twenty nine percent usage rate. By the way, uh, Tim Hardaway, most recent game, thirty seven minutes played, played thirty six three games ago. That's with Luca in. Played thirty seven with Luca in a couple games ago. I he's just starting and playing thirty six minutes. The minutes here are just like they're really flat. It's I don't know if. Like the assumption is just that nobody's playing in the fourth quarter or what? Well, to be fair, and like to be fair, it is 10 o'clock in the morning in a situation that is very tumultuous for Dallas. There are sure. some assumptions that are like tough to make. Yeah, yeah. My my point is just like it's I think my Dallas exposures are going to look very different by far. I think they're gonna look a lot more like mine. <laughs> um it is worth noting, I guess. Um 370 minutes since the start of last season, no Luca, no Kyrie, and no Christian Wood on the floor. Still only 0.92 DraftKings points per minute for Hardaway. Uh, 26.2% usage rate. Still kind of just is what he is. What's he shooting? Um, 47% true shooting. Yeah, but that's kind of what I expect from Tim Hardaway when he has no good players on the floor with him. Yeah, uh, likewise. Likewise. Either way, look, 6,100 shooting guard small forward when those guys are out. Like You're just playing that dude a bunch. Yeah, by default, like we're quibbling a little bit on some of this stuff. He is unquestionably going to be one of the highest owned dudes on today's slate. Yeah, it's just I I do think it's kind of a question of like, should he be? He's getting 73 percent ownership. We have him 34 percent to be optimal. 34 percent to be optimal. He's clearly one of the best plays on the slate. But I do think it's interesting to kind of just point out that. And we see this all the time when third scoring options that aren't actually very good at creating turn into the number one scoring option, they usually suck from an efficiency. The problem, the real huge problem for Dallas is 
they really don't have other people that soak up usage after Hardy and Hardaway. Like they are just plumb out of those dudes. Right. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm getting at is like the usage should be there, but yeah. what is he going to do with it? Like he's very live to just shoot four for 22. Very true. Very true. I'll take that. Those chances. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm saying a 73% ownership. It's worth. Yeah. Considering that's a like, conversation. Yeah, because it, it's always just, oh, there's usage. These guys are out. This guy's going to shoot more. It's we've seen a big efficiency drop off in these spots, and it makes perfect sense based on who he is as the player. 56% owned, $5,300 small forward. Derek Jones Jr. also seems fairly unavoidable as a mid-tier option at a tough position to fill. That's just going to play all, all of the minutes that you could possibly want him to play. Yeah, um, getting to... 42% Derek Jones Jr. No issue with that. Feels at like 55. Yeah. It's like, that's just, you got to do it. $4,700 power forward Grant Williams. Do I want to be playing a ton of him? No. Do I have 40% of them? Yeah. Because again, like they just have a lot of minutes to go around to guys that are actual real NBA players. Yeah. I have 30% of him. Again, I don't really want it. Um, I, so I, I will also say just from a broader sense on Dallas of the very popular guys, I think it's very difficult to get away from Hardy. If Curry is in, I think it's very difficult to get away from Curry. The rest of the team, you can start taking some chances and moving things around. Like, obviously, they still look good with everybody being out. But again, like, because, you know, Hardaway is 6,100 or whatever. Aaron Gordon over Hardaway is completely defensible. There's no, like, 4K guys that you're playing over Jaden Hardy unless they're also on this team. Yeah, no, you'll have guys around Derek Jones and... Tim Hardaway and Grant Williams that can be comparable one-to-one swaps at like one ninth, the ownership, all of the guys on Dallas should be the guys on today's slate getting crazy ownership. But for GPPs, it's very easy to, to hot swap one to a different guy. Here's where I think it starts to get really confusing. I don't totally know what they do at center and they have carte blanche to do whatever they want. They played like a lot of Grant Williams at the five their last time out. But with all of these dudes out, do they just play real set? Like, does this actually become the Rashawn Holmes day that we thought would never happen just because they don't have bodies? Right. That's I don't know. And before people say, oh, but Shangun, they started the second half small against Zubats. That yeah. it, it goes back to, you know, what we've said a lot. You're not necessarily ma- just matching up with the other team. Kid made the Clippers match up with him and the Clippers didn't have to match up with him. They just chose to, but you know what um, Dallas would like to do put Grant Williams at the five and bring Shingun out of the paint. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I think, so the starting lineup will tell us a lot Yeah, because if Powell doesn't start, then obviously they're just not even like pretending that they're going to do this. If Powell starts, then it gets interesting because it could just go either way. You know, does Powell play 25 minutes and then you get Holmes playing backup minutes, you get Morris playing backup minutes. It's also live to just Powell starts, gets shit on by Shengun, and then they go small. Like, yeah. um, it's really, really volatile there. Right now, we have Powell getting 25 minutes. We have Holmes getting seven. We have Morris playing 16. It's about with, where I am. I went 22 to Powell. With 25 to Powell, I'm getting 27%. 25 to Powell still scares the shit out of me, though. I, I, that, I couldn't do it. Yeah, like, so this is another one I think I, I get less Powell because if you go 20 to 22, he's going to look fine still. He's, you're going to play him. But yeah, I got 11% not, at 22. Yeah, probably not in a quarter of my lineups. Yeah. 
I don't think we'll ever be in a position to go to Holmes, but like he's this this is the kind of stupid shit where he goes out there and plays 20 minutes after they like bench Powell. Right. Yeah. He's live to piss everybody off. Like you said, Powell just looks terrible. They're like, oh, you can't be any worse. And then he goes out there and just scores fantasy points like Holmes does. Let's go. Let's go to your guy first, AJ Lawson, shooting guard, small forward, flat 3K, projected for 12% ownership. I have 10%. I went 16 minutes. And this is, again, assuming Curry is in. If Curry ends up out, then we start to look at these G League guys a little bit more. There should be no confidence in the minutes for AJ Lawson, Max Prosper, Dexter Dennis, or some other random G League jerk-off that they have, too, that could play. They have enough bodies, and that's where it's a problem. Right. And that's, you know, sort of like we were talking about before. We have 19 and a half minutes to Lawson right now. That certainly could be the number of minutes he plays. It <laughs> seems pretty aggressive for a projection considering how wide the range of outcomes is here. Um, I think, like you said, six, 15, 16 is probably more reasonable. And at that point, I won't be getting 40 whatever percent. At that point, it just makes him, oh, he can be the contrarian guy in this lineup. Maybe this game goes to shit. He plays and he's low owned, whatever. Um, yeah. But you know, right now we have him getting 11% ownership, but we have him projected for a 22% chance of being optimal. That's going to close. I'm going to stop getting as much. Uh, Markeith Morris at 3,800, we have getting 16 minutes. I'm getting 9% of him. Fields at 3%. That's that's one I actually like as a contrarian play because there's a lot of ways that Morris actually ends up getting minutes here. You know, like he can play way, he can play more than 20 minutes today very easily. Right. Like if this game goes small, you can get more of him. If he just plays well, you can get more of him. He can play center. He can play the four. Uh, There are ways for him to get minutes, which is nice. Again, not that I'm confident he's playing a lot. I think 16 is a very fair projection there too. But um, yeah, I'm fine with that one. We have Prosper projected for 17 minutes. I think, you know, that's perfectly fine. Also, he's also 3K. I'm getting like 5% of him. So I think to me, Lawson, Morris, Prosper are kind of all the same play where yeah. I don't have any confidence any of them are playing a lot of minutes. There's a decent chance one of them plays 20 plus um, yeah. for whether it's by design or by the game just getting blown out or whatever it is. Um, so I like mixing them in. I don't really I, I'm not looking to take like a 45 percent stand like I am right now on any of them. Though. No, I don't. I don't think you could. If I was taking a 45 percent stand on one of them, it would be Mark Markeith Morris if I had okay. to choose one. But like I wouldn't want it to be any of them. I think the moral of this story for Dallas is you're probably going to have three Dallas dudes and everything you build. Who that third dude is, is probably like up in the air, but you're pretty well locked into two of Hardy Curry Hardaway, assuming Curry is in. And then one other random dude, if it's Derek Jones or Grant Williams or somebody else, but like three Dallas dudes just kind of feels like the most likely build across the board. Yeah, and so like right now I'm getting even more than that, but I think that's going to change. Uh, right yeah. now of my top 150 lineups, 10 of them have five Dallas guys, 57 have four Dallas guys, 70 have three. I think the four and five gets knocked back when like Lawson stops showing up everywhere. Um, yeah. When Three guys- is just so easy to do, and the fourth will be very easy to do, but you could like wiggle there. But I don't know, like three is just firm to me. Yeah. I, like, I don't hate the idea of just like Hardy, Curry, and nothing else, and just hope yeah. that those guys are all mediocre. Um, or Hardy, Hardaway, and like, it's just they're the only, they take right, all 55 the shots. shots. Right. But yeah, I like the yeah. idea, like you're saying with three, where it's the, the cheap guys, Hardy, Curry, then like you throw in either Hardaway or Jones or Williams, whichever. And then for the other guys, there are pivots. So if, you know, you have Hardy, Curry, Jones, that's an Aaron Gordon instead of Tim Hardaway lineup, for example. Yep. 
hell of a team, this Dallas Mavs. Anything else for the Mavs for right now? We're obviously going to be able to talk about it in depth again at uh, at 5 o'clock. Nope. The Houston side not pulling a ton of ownership. 20 to Fred Van Vliet, who continues to just play a million minutes. 10% to Tari Eason and 10% to Alperin Shangun. I'm actually getting the Van Vliet amount. I'm getting the Shangun. I have everybody I projected minutes except for Amin Thompson, but a lot of these are one percenters. I'm very scattered for Houston, but no major stands other than Van Vliet. Yeah, I have 34% Van Vliet right now. That's my highest, which perfectly happy with just playing a million minutes. Um, the, you know, I guess counter argument would be that there are a lot of guys in this range that give you a similar range of outcomes. Siakam, Maxi being two that we've already talked about that are a little bit less or a little bit more expensive, respectively, that I'm not getting to um, and are lower owned. But just the, the minutes he's playing, the matchup is fantastic. Uh, last game, obviously a massive game against Houston or against Atlanta, rather played 44 minutes. Like you're just not getting that playing time from anybody else in the NBA outside of like Luca without Kyrie. And he's not playing today. So um, he looks great. I'm getting the 20% Tari Eason right now. 10% owned. We have him 17% to be optimal. I think I lose some of that. We have him at 27 minutes and it's just what we talked about the other day. I don't think. If Jabari Smith is going to play 32 minutes, I don't think Eason can play 27. Nope. And or he's playing 27. Like physically, obviously he can. But those guys aren't playing alongside each other enough that I think both of those things can happen. And for a 6K Tari Eason, you need a high probability of Jabari Smith getting in foul trouble or getting hurt or something. And so I don't think I I end up getting there. Um, but Jabari Smith's salary came up, so. Tough to get to him as well. I'm only getting 7% Shangun. Would like to be getting more of that at 8,300. Uh, he's getting 12% ownership. He should do whatever he wants against this Dallas defense. And yeah. he did get he did get benched last game because he couldn't defend pick and roll. But I don't think that's going to be a huge issue here. <laughs> no, neither do I. Anything else for Houston? No. Sponsor for today. You can only hear it once you hit that like button. But it is better. And they've got the best, not just better, but best deposit bonus you can find up to 500 bucks on your first deposit. You put in 100, they'll give you 100. You put in 300, they'll give you 300. You put in 500, they will match that up to 500 bucks. It's the best thing that you can do. Taking advantage of deposit bonuses is the best way to start off a bankroll. If you're looking to get into this in a bigger way, take advantage of these opportunities because they will go away and then the deposit bonuses are going to be significantly smaller. You can 100x an entry as long as you have eight picks. I mean, think about that for your first play on that bonus cash. They've got NFL, NBA, MLB, hockey, and more. If you want more pick and plays, check out oddshopper.com. We can help you out there. But for right now, take advantage of the deposit bonus. It's the most important thing I could tell you. Again, this is at better link in the chat or description. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. You got to be 21 or over for this. Atlanta Hawks are one and a half point dogs in Miami, 237 total. Not too much to talk about here for this one. The Atlanta side uh, still has no Jalen Johnson, although he is back practicing, so he's going to be back shortly. 10% ownership to Trey Young, single digits across the board for everybody else. It's 22% to Trey Young on FanDuel. Uh, it's just like not a great spot here against Miami, and Atlanta has everybody in and everybody priced where they should be. Yeah, uh, Trey Young showing up 14% for me. That's the high mark. Like you said, not a great matchup. 
but you do just have the salary and Trey Young clearly is capable of being one of the highest scorers on the slate. Uh, we have him projected for 51 DraftKings points, 11% ownership, 11% chance of being optimal. I'm getting the 14%, so perfectly happy to be there. Other than that, not getting much. I have 7% of Kongwu at 5,500, power forward eligible. Um, I'm, I'm in line with the field there. 3% Bogdanovich at 6,600. That price tag came down. Um, but 14% Young, 7% of Kongwu, my two highest owned guys here. Just small pieces of Bogdanovich, Bay, Murray, Hunter elsewhere. Yeah, not too much else here for me. The Miami side is also without Jimmy Butler once again. Uh, everybody else that's normally around for Miami is single-digit ownership across the board for DraftKings. FanDuel is different. 23% coming into Bam Adebayo, where he's 8,900. 22% to Jaime Jaquez at 5,600. And then another 16% to Tyler Hero at 8,100. But on the DK side... I just have scattered amounts of Bam, Jay Rich, Tyler Hero. Tricky team, though, today. Yeah, great matchup. Just a healthy team. Uh, Bam showing up 11% for me right now, so 2x the field there. Perfect contrarian option. Like Again, there's a lot of guys like this. It's not like Bam is special in that regard, but 9,200 against the Hawks on a slate with basically unlimited value. If you can get there as the, oh, I have chalk Dallas guys, I have chalk whatever else, let me play a 6% on Bam, great um seven eight percent chance of being optimal so a little bit under owned pretty much all i'm getting here six percent richard four percent hero richardson rather four percent hero um yeah good matchup happy with whatever i get particularly if they're named bam or hero yeah uh, we're gonna have to make an update to whatever we have in here we don't have kevin love projected um that's not the only time i've seen that this morning but he's not on the injury report so i assume he is the backup center doesn't matter. He's 5,800. We're not playing Kevin Love today, but um, he should be playing. That is my assumption. Yeah, I don't have much here. $8,400 hero is appealing to me in this spot, given the way that he's playing right now. It's just his yeah, it's team. Just on the of. slate, center only. Oh, for Kevin Love? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, he's 5,800, and there's zero chance we're playing him. Oh, I thought you said he looked appealing to you. Tyler Hero. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Hero 8,400, point guard, shooting guard, no butler around. Like, it's the kind of flyer I'm happy to have in a GPP field if he's 6% owned and we have a bunch of other non 6% owned dudes. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I thought you said Love. I was just like, no, no, no. He's, this late, Kevin like, Love is fully is, unplayable. Okay, whether we project like, him in or is, not. Yeah, what are you talking about? But I expect him to be playing considering he's not on the injury report. Washington Wizards, your Wizards. So we have a two-hour break after the 8 o'clock games to two 10 o'clock games with 245 totals. And not a lot of room to swap because of Dallas. So for the Wizards, they are unable to be talked about right now because they're on a back-to-back. Maybe we don't get Gallo tonight. Who knows? 12% ownership to Gafford. No more than four to anybody else on DK. It's 15 to Gafford, Poole, Kuzma, and Jones on FanDuel with 26 to Denny. I do not have much of this Washington Wizards team because they're all priced where they should be. Yeah, um, I don't either. The matchup's fine. It's just none of these guys really fit the criteria, with the exception to some extent of Kuzma, that I was talking about earlier of either having in your range of outcomes being one of the top scorers at your position or best point per dollar values you know kuzma at 8600 sure i'm getting seven percent of him he's three and a half percent owned 
I don't mind something like that, but he's very comparable to like Siakam, for example, why it's tough to just get a lot of that. Uh, Gafford showing up 3% for me, 3% of, of the 2% pool, 2% Jones, just very small amounts of this team across the board. Uh, Gafford is actually projected for 12% ownership. We only have him 7% to be optimal. I think it's a decent price tag for him, but it's just a weird slate to get there when you have Embiid and Jokic and the easy ability to get to them. Not to mention, you know, Bam against Atlanta, Shangun against whatever we're calling that this Dallas team. Um, it's tough to like be like, oh, I really want to be using these spots on Daniel Gafford. Any revenge narrative for you here? Oh, um, <laughs> okay, a minute. Well, in my head, I, I was thinking they were playing Sacramento in my head. Yeah. Um, because I looked at the Phoenix Sacramento game first. Gotcha. And, yeah. So I was like, who played for the Kings? Anthony, I mean, I, w- I wish they, revenge I w- narrative. I wish they would let Draymond play today. So do I. Be um, like, all right, prove that you're a changed man. Go guard Jordan Poole. I assume that on a day like today, you don't make any changes to anything you're doing for what I'm about to say, but you would want more pool than less pool. I view it as if for some reason I randomly started getting Jordan Poole, I would be less upset about it than if he were playing a different team. The right. problem here is I think you can actually make a much better, like this could actually be like a revenge game narrative type thing. The problem is Jordan Poole sucks. And what is he going to do about it? Yeah. Yeah. The like, I think Jordan he, Poole- he can control his opportunities. Right. Jordan Poole revenge game might just be a negative for Kyle Kuzma and not a positive for Jordan Poole. Very, very true. Very Speaking true. of, I turned. I, I watched a little bit of the Wizards game last night. I think within the first 10 minutes of watching, there were two instances where two people are guarding Poole. He has the ball. There's a Wizard literally doing jumping jacks wide open behind <laughs> the three-point line. He looks at them and then doesn't give them the ball. Just throws one up <laughs> over his head. <laughs> yeah, well, so actually one of them, um, he didn't have the ball. Uh, I think Kispert had it on like the opposite side of the court. Avdia's just jumping up and down, waving his arms. But um, Kispert couldn't get him the ball. So he passes the pool in between them. And pool shoots from like the logo instead of just <laughs> kicking it to Avdia. <laughs> and then the other one was pool had the ball. Kuzma is jumping up and down, waving his arms and legs. Pool like looks at him and like passes to somebody else. Anything else for your garbage wizards? No. The Golden State side is equally as unappealing, but I do have one guy I want to talk about. Single digit. Oh my God, this is happening here too. I have every single warrior I projected in at least one lineup. This is very different for me this morning. I guess that's what happened. When you lock button like four dudes, you just rotate through everybody else pretty quickly. Uh, 8% ownership to Jonathan Kaminga is the high man on the Warriors. It's 24 to Curry on FanDuel where he's 8,800. Uh, 10% to Paul there on FanDuel. Steph Curry's 3% owned on DraftKings. I really just don't care today. Like, I want more of Steph Curry. 9,600 point guard shooting guard against the Wizards in a 247 total on a day where he's unowned. Like, this feels like the perfect opportunity to just be like, I would just rather have him than some other payoff option. Yeah, I only have 2% right now. I would love for that to to increase and get more Steph. I don't have an answer for where I want it to come from. I haven't, like had a pay up guy today that I'm like, Oh, I'm getting a lot of him. I don't really like it. Like Trey young against Miami. Isn't ideal. And if some of that turned into Steph, then fine, but I only had 14% and it's not like I don't want to play Trey young. I'm certainly not trying to turn Jokic or Embiid into Steph. Um, I guess. So 
you could make the From case a roster construction standpoint. Right. So I, I was going to say that that is kind of an interesting spot, at least to think about going back to what I said at the start of the show about how roster construction is going to overlap so much in addition to players overlapping in, in ownership. If the, the chalk build is just going to be Dallas guys plus Jokic or Embiid, you can turn Embiid into Curry and Tim Hardaway into Maxi or yeah. something. And no that is a, that build. You know, that's a nice way to be different, but yeah. Um, this is a dream scenario for Steph yeah. Curry. Yeah, not doing a lot of it, but yeah, absolutely fantastic spot for Steph. 28th in defense, first in pace. Like him just getting free and raining threes, it just feels like I feel like I already see it happening. <laughs> so I love the, I got 11%. I love it. I'd like to get even more just because of the low ownership. If my biggest way to get different on today's slate, is I jam Steph Curry at 3% ownership. Yes, like that's the way that I want yeah. to be different first. Well, and re- related to reigning threes, I am 3x the field on Clay Thompson right now. There you go. Same Shoot. same sort of situation. Yeah. Shooting guard, small forward, 6,900. More natural pivot because like he's he's in the same price range as Hardaway. Same yeah. positions as uh, Derek Jones. Different price tag, but you're talking a 2v2 to get to Clay. Um, so I do think, you know, where we were just saying with Steph, I would love to get to him, but I also don't really want to be pulling ownership away from the guys that it would take that I have to take it away from. I have no yeah. problem giving some Tim Hardaway exposure to Clay Thompson. Uh, by the way, Brandon Pajemski is questionable. That actually does matter. He's yep. playing, he's starting and playing a ton of minutes. That will certainly create something. What do you want yeah, to do with the rest of this Golden State team? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, like after he got hurt? Yeah, the starting lineup in the second half last game was Wiggins back. I assume Kaminga. He played 34 minutes. Well, w- Wiggins started. Or Trace Jackson Davis? Wiggins started in place of Pajemski. Interesting. Okay. Still only got 21 and a half. Yeah, he didn't play overtime. Um, he didn't play a lot. He played five, He played six minutes to open the third. He played five minutes to open the fourth. He didn't come back. Um, but they did start him alongside Kaminga, which is interesting just because they've been very uh, anti-playing him alongside Kaminga. You like anything else here for Golden State? No, not really. I'm getting like 7% Kaminga right now. Fields at eight. But uh, Clay is the one that I'm getting. I have the biggest stand on right now. That's perfectly fine with me. I would like to get some more staff, but I'm pretty much in line with the field right now. The holiday season is upon us. And if you guys want to benefit yourselves by signing up at Stochastic, we can help you with the promo code HOLIDAY. 25% off anything you want at Stochastic. Whatever package you're trying to get, it's 25% off using the promo code HOLIDAY. That's Sims tool. If that's lineup generator, whatever sport you're looking for, you'll get projections and ownership, all that stuff. Everything that we have, whichever package you choose, promo code holiday, 25% off. This is going to be the last deal we're running for a while. We've had a lot of them lately. That's going to come to a halt. If you're looking to get in with us, now is the time to do it. This promo will run out the day after Christmas, December 26th. Take advantage now. Click the link in the description. Get into our Discord uh great place to be all of the advanced data on the back end plus our sims tool and lineup generator we've got a lot going on and you can join us for 25 percent off phoenix suns three and a half point dogs in sacramento 244 total interesting news for phoenix today no bradley beal nas little available josh akogi questionable but the big piece no yusuf nurkic 23 percent ownership coming into drew eubanks 11 to chimetsi metu 27 to kevin durant I think the Eubanks ownership makes sense. Clearly, the Durant ownership is fine. If you know, if you want to get to Devin Booker, go for it. 
I am significantly more interested in 11% Chemetsi Metu if it's 11% Chemetsi Metu. Yeah, uh, we're on the same page there. Eubanks, I'm right around the field. I have like 26%. We have him projected for 23. 4,500 center, you know, pretty self-explanatory here. Metu, 3,500 power forward center, 11% ownership. We have him with a 16% chance of being optimal. I'm getting 22%. I have no problem being, you know, 2X the field there at 3,500. It's just another value play that looks pretty good at a weak position, open some other stuff up, and isn't super popular. I'm getting the 20% Durant. So not too far behind the field there, getting the 10% Booker, which is right around the field. Looks like a team where I I don't think there's any like huge priorities where you're just playing them, you know, 80% of the time or anything. But Durant looks good. Booker looks good. Eubanks looks good. Metu looks good. If you get to some Grayson Allen or $5,200 Eric Gordon as contrarian plays, either of those are fine as well. Yeah, Metu having that power forward eligibility just massive. Yep. He could start tonight. I don't like. I don't think Eubanks is just the no doubt about it starter today. Yeah, I was thinking that as I was talking about it. Like the twenty three percent ownership to Eubanks is assuming he starts. If he comes off the bench, he is still playable. Like you're not yeah. really concerned about him just like not playing. But no. um, obviously, from a minute standpoint, you want him to start. And if Metu starts over him, Metu becomes really popular. It, it's it's really interesting because like even if Metu starts, there is a path to Metu like not playing well and then losing minutes and Eubanks still being the play at much lower ownership. But um, assuming that Eubanks does start, Matthew looks like a just underpriced value at 3,500. If Matthew starts, he ends up being one of the more popular values on the slate. The the problem for Matthew is that if we don't get that news until after eight o'clock, all of that extra True. salary that you get out of Matthew is like mostly like you've already locked in so much of the early games for Dallas that you're really not unlocking a ton by right. getting to Met. Like you might not be able to actually spend the savings you're getting. Yeah. That's a good point. It, it's and, certainly going to help. And you're certainly going to get want to get to more. You're going to end up getting to more Durant to Booker to Steph to uh, Fox to Sabonis if you can. Right. But it's going to be less actionable than it normally would, but he will look great. Um, anything else here for Phoenix? No, God, this slate's fun. Like I, I keep just looking at it. I mean, yeah. this slate sucks, but it it's so like this goes back to what we were talking about with the pricing where I, I love the pricing on DraftKings this year, but if I were a casual player, I would hate it because it is yeah. way more fun to like look at Phoenix and be like, yeah, I'm getting Durant. I'm getting Booker. And then look at Sacramento and be like, yeah, I'm getting Fox. I'm getting Sabonis. Yeah. Speaking of Fox and Sabonis are really the two guys that I have any priority for. I assume you have like 67% Monk, but Fox and Sabonis look like the best two options. Yeah, I'm 2x on both um, Fox and Sabonis. 15% Fox, 15% Sabonis. Field projected for 8% on Sabonis, 6% on Fox. So 2x, give or take. I have 11% Keegan Murray, which whatever. I assume that's just another Tim Hardaway pivot. Um, yeah. 3% owned. Like clearly Hardaway projects better. I would rather have Hardaway, but if you're going to give me 20 to 1, um, I'll take some shots on Keegan Murray to be different. Malik Monk showing up 7% for me at 6K. That's in line with the field. But uh, yeah, just getting to some Sabonis, getting to some Fox, clearly not going to be mad about that. D'Anthony Melton didn't go through shoot-around today. I'm really excited for this slate. It's like just sneaky, dumb, and feels fun heading into the holiday. The Dallas stuff is going to be nuts. The Seth Curry news is massive. Like, we either get a guy that's going to be in 80% of lineups or you risk, like you don't replace that with someone. It, you just like scatter that ownership. Right. It that. starts getting mixed into like Lawson and other guys. Yeah. I'd and rather him not till eight, oh, which is really annoying. Yeah. We're going to get that at seven thirty one. Yep. Let's have some fun uh, article and video today. 
Yep. Good deal. Good deal. A- NFL well, couldn't just NFL couldn't throw me a bone and give us a Friday again. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of today. Adam and I will be back at five o'clock. Look for the rest of our content. NFL strategy show coming up next. Shout out to Better for being the sponsor. We'll talk to you later.